0: Chime in, anytime <laughs> Oh no,
1: I'm enjoying this far too much Haven't you ever seen a rare hairless Wookiee before? Uh, Always remember I am here
0: Always remember I am here Always remember I am here Always
2: remember Let's blow something up Anakin Skywalker was I destroyed
0: doesn't matter where we come from admiral our will to be free is what's going to be
2: I am no Jedi I'm glad I gave you
0: something to look forward to
2: That thing's not a wookiee Hello there and welcome to episode 52 of Distant Echoes a Star Wars podcast where we travel through the galaxy watching each episode of every Star Wars TV series in whatever order we please i'm your host tommy
1: and i'm your other host just going on a leisurely spacewalk
2: <gasps> also known as Cass. nothing bad happens on leisurely spacewalks ever nope never go ever, camping ever.
1: on a foreign planet
2: yeah Wait, what
1: <laughs> i don't know just go go find a planet and have a little camp
2: <laughs> go camping on a foreign planet <laughs> Uh and today we have two absolutely incredible episodes to talk about. Holy
1: shit, man.
2: Yeah, yeah holy shit is right. There's oh. a lot. There's a lot to talk about. Uh but first we have two pieces of housekeeping.
1: I thought you were about to introduce guests, and I was like, nobody's here.
2: <laughs> Let's <laughs> introduce our first guest. Force
1: Ghost Anakin. Force
2: Ghost Anakin. Oh my god, can you imagine? Uh, no, two pieces of housekeeping before we dive into all the Ahsoka juiciness. First of all, if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you might have seen this, but we're so excited to announce that we are now part of the Glitterjaw Queer Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts from queer creators talking about media of all kinds.
1: We're gay and glittery, <laughs> and we love jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just love, the name is so good. The name
2: is very, very good. Um, No, so this was, this is a collective of a number of folks who, you know, most of them have been on our show at this point, Mm -hmm. um, and we've crossed over with them a number of times, so it it just kind of makes sense. Um, But we were invited by our good, 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 good pals, uh, Derek and Doug from Walloping Web Snappers and Falling With Style, um, to join them and a few other folks um, as part of this collective. And it just means that we can kind of um, collaborate together a little bit more, Um, not that we don't already, but just, you know, have like a real formal outlet for that. And we're just really excited. Um, Everyone who is a part of it is really dope and makes really good art um, and talks about a lot of great uh great media so the other shows um i kind of already mentioned this include falling with style which is hosted by our buds derek and doug as well as their show walloping web snappers um novel gaming with uh katie and doug both of whom were just on to help us break down two episodes of vision season two Mm -hmm. uh and gimmicks which features derek and david um there's some upcoming shows too which i'm really excited about um including an untitled godzilla podcast which i told them they should just keep it untitled Godzilla. Podcast because yes. I think that's a great name. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure they're going to come up with an <laughs> I even don't know. better name. So good. <laughs> they're probably going to come up with an even better name, but um, I know they will come up with an even better name, I should say. Um, but that's going to feature Derek and Doug as well. And then there's Are You My Mother, a podcast discussing mothers and parents in media and how they inform and betray the expectations of what it means to be a mother. So. Mm. We have that to look forward to. And yeah, it's just really exciting. Please, please, please go subscribe to and follow all of those amazing creators I just mentioned and head to Glitterjaw.com for more info. Woohoo! Yeah. So I said we had two pieces of housekeeping. There's another piece of housekeeping that I didn't run by, you Cass. Oh, no. uh, and-
1: It says apology. What are you apologizing for? Yeah,
2: we have to apologize- Oh, no. Why? About something in our last episode. So we oh, talked- shit. We talked a lot about how we're going to be incorrect, like about Wars stuff, but there's some things I don't want to be incorrect about. Um, and one of them is the fact that I know I said <laughs> that Ryder Azadi's body shape is oh. <laughs> not conducive to being an actual human being. And I was just wrong. I don't know why I thought he was a walking triangle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you're thinking like Buzz Lightyear. Like they have very similar like energy. He, they just have like that energy of like the, the soldier character cartoon that looks like a he, triangle. So, all their no, what like.
2: it is, there's an, episode, there's an episode in Rebels where he's wearing a poncho and he has like a hat on. And it just looks weird <laughs> as shit to me. But then I looked back and I was like, oh, he just kind of looks like a normal big dude. I
1: remember you saying that. I remember like a few days later, you're like, dude. I don't know why I <laughs> thought he looked like a triangle, and I was like, "It's one of those. What's that? What's that? I don't know what this word is, but it's that word where like the collective memory of something is. Oh, uh, like it's like this. Man, uh,
2: mandala, effect? mandala effect. Yeah, it's
1: like that's what that is. Is that Ryder Azadi's body shape is like the?
2: <laughs> is that?
1: And every, and then when you tell someone that, they're like. Yeah, you're right. He does have a weird triangle body. And then yeah. the, every, everybody looks back and they go, "No, that's not what he looks like." I don't
2: know uh, I don't know why, but I need to apologize. When we go to
1: Disney, can we go around to people and ask them and see if they agree with us?
2: No, because nobody's going to know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Hey, no, maybe. in
1: Galaxy's Edge, there's going to be other nerds.
2: What there. are we going to ask them? Is Ryder Azadi a triangle? Yeah, they go. Yeah, What?
1: yeah, of course. <laughs> that only makes sense of to us. He's a triangle.
2: Uh, so yeah. So apologies to all of the Ryder Azadi stands um, and Ryder Azadi himself.
1: Clearly, the real person doesn't look like a triangle. No, no, he's a very no, sexy no, no, no. old man. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to. I I in being in like like totally honest and not doing a bit i
1: had no idea i like legitimately you're like say.
2: you're right like afterwards i was like oh he's not a weird shape why did i think he was a weird shape?"
1: <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta resemble another cartoon character that you're thinking of I'm sure. Like no, it's definitely
2: him. Like I said, there's an episode where he's wearing like a poncho and, and he has so, a hat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... I know
1: exactly what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: But i that's like what sticks in my head is like, that's what he looks like. That's but so funny. He's... He's... Yeah. Anyway. He's not
1: a... Ryder Azadi. Not a triangle.
2: Ryder Azadi. We're going to
1: say it right here. <laughs> he not is, a triangle. He's a rectangle. That's his next campaign.
2: <laughs> Ryder, Vote for Ryder. Not, not a, a triangle. triangle. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, that's all the housekeeping stuff. So... <laughs> Let's jump, in Let's jump in to these fucking episodes. Woo! woo Yeah. So, we're talking today about part three and part four. Part three is Time to Fly, and part four is Fallen Jedi. The official description for uh, part three, Time to Fly, is Hera tangles with New Republic politics while Ahsoka and Sabine Wren voyage to a distant planet. Yep. This one, yeah.
1: (laughs) Very, very straightforward again.
2: This episode is directed by Steph Green. Steph Green directed, uh, she was the director on the really phenomenal episode uh, that we talked about her last week, but she directed Tribes. Tribes of Tatooine. Uh, I think it's tribe. It's a full thing. is tribes of Tatooine. Yeah, from mm-hmm. book of Boba Fett, um, and it was written by Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, I think, is credited as writer on most, if not all, of these. So, yeah, um, which makes total sense. Um, but he is not the director for every single Hoon.
1: He's uh, credited as writer and cowboy hat.
2: Hmm. Writer and cowboy hat. The cast for this one, so we have all of the kind of normal, not normal, but all of the folks that we've already talked about, Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka Tano, Natasha Lou uh, Bordizzo, Sabine Ren, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Harrison Dula, Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull, Ivana Sikano as Shin Hati, uh, Deanna Lee Inasanto as Morgan Elspeth, David Tennant as Hu Yang, and then we get into some new folks.
1: New, but not
2: not new, new
1: to us. Not new to our hearts.
2: Yeah. So we have Evan Witten as Jason Syndulla. Uh Jason, so cute. Jason Cindula, of course, is the son of Hera and our good friend Kanan, who has not appeared, has not officially appeared in the episode in an episode yet. We'll talk about it in a second.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna say. Can I just say though? We've talked about this before.
2: Are we gonna have to v- issue another apology next week?
1: No. I, I'm not apologizing for this, because this is weird. Why does he have green <laughs> hair? And is it because his mom's skin is green? Because that doesn't make any sense, yeah. genetically.
2: Well, if you remember... Also, big
1: ears. Did if you, you notice, re- it, not in the show, but specifically in... If you oh, look, yeah, yeah. And I'm not making that up. That is not a Mandela effect. He had big-ass ears. No,
2: he looks weird as shit <laughs> in Rebels. Like, I'm it's... sorry,
1: but they, they had baby ugly. They... <laughs> they were very cute. <laughs> that baby ugly. That baby ugly. No, they... Chopper said... That baby ugly when they it came out. they really
2: made him ugly and the only <laughs> the real
1: kid is actually the adorable. only
2: recourse for some reason this time uh, or to make him in live action was to give him green hair. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to he me. He had green
1: hair in the show. Too. No, he
2: did. He did. But like, yeah, in the show, he also kind of looked like an alien. Yeah,
1: he was like orange almost. <laughs> he looked yeah. like an Oompa Loompa because Oompa Loompas have green Jesus hair Christ. and orange skin.
2: You're right. You're totally right. Um, I don't know. Let
1: me go back and maybe I'm wrong. But. <laughs>
2: We'll see. we're just going to keep issuing apologies for how we we're don't know how rebels look
1: <laughs> baby yoda baby yoda no adult yoda is smooth that's what we know
2: <laughs> adult yoda is smooth and <laughs> uh in rebels um anyway So, yeah, Evan Witten, he played uh, as Alex in Chupa, and he is in uh, season three, episode one of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, which is fun. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, He was young Elliot in Mr. Robot and young Tiago in Penny Dreadful, just to name a few. He actually has a number of credits to his name. That was awesome. Um, Mark Ralston as Captain Hale Uh, uh, Mark Ralston was in Star Trek Resurgence uh, Tales of the Jedi Senator Dagonet and then Miles Morales uh, he was uh, Norman Osborn in that Mm
1: -hmm. he was Uh, actually in the last oh yeah he
2: was in the last episode you're totally right you're totally right Uh, And then, of course, we have Genevieve O'Reilly as Chancellor Mon Mothma. Uh, She's, of course, portrayed Mon Mothma in a lot of different Star Wars things. Um, Episode 3, Rogue One, Andor, and she actually voices her in Rebels. Uh, She also voices Moira in Overwatch. And she got her shart. shart.
1: (laughs) Please keep that in.
2: She got her start.
1: She got her shirt.
2: Her start on the TV show. Beastmaster. Um,
1: cool. yeah, but I remember that.
2: I actually thought it was uh I thought it was kinda of rad to see that she was Moira in Overwatch. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So. She That's looks cool. like
1: Moira. Uh, Thin red hair. Again, it's a character that looks drastically not like a human, but Yeah. Let's just keep going.
2: Sure. (laughs) Um, We also have Nelson Lee as Senator Ziano. Um, So Nelson Lee portrayed Lee Chen in Oz, the Chancellor in the uh, 2020 Mulan. He was also the Limbic Dealer in Westworld Season 3 and has appeared in a bunch of procedural shows like CSI Cyber, NCIS New Orleans, Hawaii Five-0, and I think he was also in Law and Order as well. Um, But I did want to call out... so. Uh, ziano is actually a character from another animated series not rebels uh rise or er, star wars resistance um mm-hmm. uh, which we haven't watched that one but um that's that one actually kind of takes place around the same time frame it's kind of in this this era of um uh of the republic the new republic mm-hmm. we also have jacqueline antaramian as, as senator rodrigo um so she has actually played doctors uh, zakarian i think it is in uh, jessica jones um she was uh, amelia maloof and veronica mars she's also appeared in the tick american god succession and the blacklist so she's been in a bunch of stuff too Sweet. um maurice Irvin as senator mawood uh <clears throat> he's appeared in ncis los angeles csi new york he's Probably, though, best known as, and I don't know him as this, but I'm sure other people do, Tyler Christian from Grey's Anatomy. Hmm. Um, I saw him refer to his, I think he's a, he's a nurse, I saw him refer to his nurse, Tyler, I don't know. I don't know anything no about idea. Grey's Anatomy. sorry. Um, God, I was funny. I was like, there's not actually a lot of cast to go over these episodes, but there actually is a ton of cast to go over these episodes. Uh, Nick and Robinson as First Officer, Vic Hawkins. Um, He's from the film The Park, No Man of God, and also appeared in the TV series Beef. Beef. Um, we talked about um, him last week, so I won't um, go through the, the list of credits again, but Paul Darnell as mm-hmm. Um We also have Dawn Dininger as Lieutenant Beta. Uh, she's uh, the performance artist as Lieutenant Beta. This is, a, um, uh, uh, I think it was a Rodian, or not a Rodian. Yeah, it might have been a Rodian, cool. kind of. Uh, it's either Rodian or Cal- yes. Mon Calamari. Actually, because she's in... She- she portrays... Is the
1: Rodian that's in the ship that gets blowed up?
2: That's in the next episode I oh, think, okay. actually. So she's actually the uh, Mon Kamari in this episode. Oh, cool. Um, so she's a Mon Kamari and a Rodian. Um, but what's really cool about her, she's an actress and a special effects and costume designer. She worked on a ton of stuff. Um, a lot of Marvel stuff. Pacific Rim, Shape of Water. She also worked on the Power Rangers film as well as Alien vs. Predator. So I nice. thought that was kind of cool yeah. that she was a performance artist for that. Um, and then we have Chris Bartlett as home the home one protocol droid uh performance artist so he's been various characters in uh the mandalorian uh mostly droids yeah. um and then also what's really funny about this so there were these skits or a skit at least i don't know how many times they did it but uh on i think it was a late show with david letterman um that had like c3p around the time that the sequ- the prequel trilogy was coming out and they had C3PO and R2 and he he was C3PO in <laughs> that as well so I just thought that was a kind of a little yeah. cool uh cool little, cool thing but that's it nice whoo good god that was a lot of people yeah the next one doesn't have as quite as many so yes. there's uh we can we can fly through that but let's get into the episode itself let's do it so first of all overall thoughts um for this particular episode uh coming away from it i just wanted to give i don't have this in the summary but we can i just thought it'd be fun to give our thoughts and then dive into like the individual details i really liked this episode a lot yeah (laughs) i really felt like uh it felt almost like a uh like a clone wars episode um it
1: felt to me like i thought you had said this when we were watching it it felt to me like a yeah like a rebels like just like one can episode like just a cool little quest that yeah. going on yeah. I loved it I thought yeah it was great
2: it was so good Um, and it, there's not like a lot of I mean there's there's plotty stuff that happens in this episode as there isn't a lot of but there's more character development Yes, in this episode and there's a lot of Sabine character development there's a lot of Sabine and Ahsoka like relationship development and I really really like that aspect of the show and also too just calling it out and I know that this has been kind of a discussion but you know this episode was like 35 minutes or 31 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. I think a lot of folks are used to longer live action Star Wars episodes. And so when people saw the runtime for a lot of these episodes being shorter, I think there was concern of like, you know, what's it going to be like? Is it mm-hmm. going to be too short? Like, are we not going to have enough, but like, There's honestly, nice. like I kind of like them being constrained like this into a 31 minute episode. And cause again, like that's what all of like the animated, shows are they're like 31 minute episodes why
1: it felt like an animated episode but again they got but we've also talked about how sometimes there's trouble with the longer animated episodes because they kind of like just stretch out things that don't need to be stretched out there's like action sequences that we run through when we talk about them that are like literally 20 minutes long and then the only you know the last 10 or 15 minutes are actual substance Um, and so I appreciate that. I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't, I I haven't been concerned about, I am concerned about how many episodes are left.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We're literally at the halfway point once we talk about,
1: but the actual length of each episode I think has been substantial.
2: Yeah. Oh, and one thing I did want to actually mention too, this isn't about this episode, but the next episodes and this, when this is going to drop on Monday, the episode that's going to come out the following day. Um, is also premiering in theaters as well, (gasps) which I'm so curious about that. There's none playing around us or we would have actually gone to it. So cool. um, Just
1: crying in a theater with a whole bunch of other nerds. Yeah, just Just sobbing. Just sobbing in a theater. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But yeah, anyway, that was just... I just want to kind of give that kind of off the bat. There's a lot of really cool stuff in this one. I think this one's still... I like the next episode a lot as well, uh, episode four, Fallen Jedi, but I think this one is still my favorite so far. Mm -hmm. It's just... There's just really cool, there's so much cool shit in it. Um, and it kind of kicks off with probably my favorite part of this episode. So we open on Sabine training with Hu Yang. got like these um holograms on his arms and he's calling out like lightsaber Mm -hmm. maneuvers and uh sabine of course is using a a, i believe it's called a bow a baton not a baton um oh goodness i'm gonna get it wrong but it's like a training it's like a training saber right that she's using this wooden training saber um and of course he's calling out all of these these different um Uh, maneuvers for her and she's expected to like kind of hit it um we learn a lot more about sabine here and we get some really interesting moments um hu yang kind of berates her says that she it's uh she says it's been a while as they as like they kind of like wrap up their training and he says obviously he also we also find out that he's told her that she is the worst candidate to be a jedi that he's ever worked with which thanks is like so fucked. <laughs> like, come yeah. on, guy. Like, what are you doing?
1: He's a robot. He don't know.
2: Uh, but also, I think I think part of it too is like Sabine's character. A part of me wonders if he knows. Like, she kind of needs that because she is a very stubborn. Like, he
1: absolutely does. Like, I mean, he's been training Jedi children for years. Like, but he doesn't.
2: It doesn't seem like he's lying about it necessarily. No,
1: he's telling her the truth because he knows that's what she needs to hear. Yeah. Like, and she just need. I think she just needs to get over that. She knows that, and I think because she's stubborn and she's apt to do the opposite of what people tell her to do when someone else is telling her to do it, it's more of a belief and more of like a, a challenge. Yeah. I feel like, and that's kind of probably why he says it, because if he were to be like, if he like, think of it this way, if he were to use like, you know, reflexive psychology and be like, actually you're amazing. You're going to be great. She would just continue to burrow further into like self doubt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, that's right. I, I I agree with that. Um, I do think it's like an interesting dynamic because also too like Sabine, I think like has that same feeling. Like she doesn't, she yeah, she. I think she needs to like find a way to overcome that, yes. right? And I think that I don't know, maybe it's gonna be helpful that he's just kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, Sabine just is like a Mandalorian. She has the weapons training from her upbringing, um, but there's kind of more to it, and and Ahsoka kind of mentions that it's more in the mind.
0: Your skill with a weapon comes from your Mandalorian upbringing. Those skills alone will not be enough to defeat our enemy. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. You're training the body, but you must also open your mind. Learning to wield the Force takes a deeper commitment. How? That's something you'll have to discover.
2: And that's kind of like a bit of a theme, right? Like, it's less about her... Like, that becomes a theme, I think, throughout their training. Again, she has the Mandalorian training. She knows what she's doing with a weapon. It's not about that. It's more about, like, how can she kind of get that that other edge, which being a Jedi can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what's interesting here is that Ahsoka then puts her through something called Zatachi, which...
1: Zatoichi.
2: Zato-ichis, I Yeah, I think... They yeah. might say it differently in the yeah. show,
1: but it's based on Zatoichi, which is um, actually the name of a samurai. That is, uh, yeah, I'm looking it up too. But, uh,
2: <laughs> I got it all in the notes, baby. No, you're A blind samurai. Yeah,
1: and we've seen some blind Jedi. Oh, yeah. Multiple.
2: Yes. So I, I did want to like pause and just talk about that because yeah, it's you're a thousand percent right. It is. It is based on a. Um, Uh, it started as a novel, but became like a series of films as well um, about this uh, blind Jedi who kind of like looks very, like seems very unassuming, right? Like he, um, people are like
1: blind samurai. you mean, yes, yes.
2: Like they're like, oh, well he's not going to like be able to hurt us or do anything like that. Um, But then he's like, once he has like a sword in his hand, he's like really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you're you're like a thousand percent there's we've seen this in star wars a bunch before so kanan who i think we it's safe to call sabine's former master i mean he was officially ezra's master but But like he trained sabine as well um he is blinded in rebels we actually talked about this episode where he's blinded and And luke
1: has to um also trains with a yep. uh, helmet.
2: In a new hope, uh Luke has uh, like a visor that like blocks out him being able to see and he like he does that on the Millennium Falcon. So it actually is really interesting to have this there's like a lot of parallel between this scene and in the scene in a new hope because they're on a ship. Yeah. They're training, you know, with a droid kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um And then, yeah, so I pulled this from Wikipedia, just more about Zatoichi. Um, The principal recurring thematic formula of these films in the television series is that the ever-wandering and sentimental drifter who protects the innocent and the helpless from oppressive or warring Yakuza gangs stops the worst of general injustice or predation and aids the unfortunate and often, through no fault of his own, is set upon by ruffians or stumbles into harm's way. So it's kind of like a wandering samurai that's just like... So helping cool. people out oh, yeah. um so and it's been it's been again it's been a theme in star wars um i don't think there's anything that says george lucas specifically was referencing that because they didn't name it Z- Zatu. like this is the first time i think it's officially been called that in mm-hmm. a star wars media i could be getting that there wrong are, but i'm pretty sure
1: however i believe there are a lot of jedi um like, forms, like, fighting forms oh, there that are definitely, definitely are. based off of, like, Japanese uh, fighting
2: forms. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that and he... And other
1: martial arts.
2: It's very possible that he he did get that, right? Because, um, as you well know, the Star Wars films are very heavily based on and influenced by... Um, Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa, yeah. So, it's possible that he had that, but I also think that, you know... It could just be just, you know, something that was introduced. Um, But anyway, back to the episode. Um, From there, Ahsoka gives uh, Sabine that helmet that blinds her. And there's just this absolutely stunning training sequence. This is, again, my favorite fucking part of the episode. Everything about the sequence is really good to me. It's like the music is on point, um, the way it plays out, and everything. The choreography is just done so well. Ahsoka's kind of like confidence the whole time and obviously she's not blinded but like confidence in I I don't want to say confidence in knowing that Sabine is gonna fail but almost confident in being able like I feel like she knows she can lead her to the point that she needs to lead her to for the lesson which it ends with Sabine kind of like really kind of catching on at a point like they're connecting like they're you know they're sparring Mm -hmm. and so being kind of overextends, gets frustrated, and Ahsoka just really easily trips her.
0: I want you to see with more than just your eyes. Okay. Now what? Be still. Listen to my voice. Do you know where I am? Next to Huyang. Are you sure? Very funny. You'd be dead. Not if I could see you. Exactly. Now lower your visor and concentrate. Ready position. Feel my presence. Take in all that is around you. Follow my voice. Sense my intention.
2: And so that's kind of the the, the moment where it's at a you know, hate leads or anger leads to frustration. Like Ahsoka says that to her. Um, and that's kind of like part of that lesson of like, you have to like be able to tune everything else out. But it includes tuning out like your internal emotions, mm-hmm. right? Like that's kind of the lesson there. Anyway, a- anything else on that sequence?
1: No, it was just phenomenal. Yeah, but it was just yeah. Yeah.
2: We cut to Hera, who is aboard Home 1, attending a meeting with a number of senators, uh, Mawood, Rodrigo, Ziano, and Mon Mothma. Uh, and this is where we get the first mention of Jason, um, the silly name child of Hera and Kanan.
1: The silly ass looking child. It's
2: also not J-A-S-O-N. It's not J-A-S-O-N. Of course not. Of course not. It's J-A-C-E-N. It's gotta
1: be, they got to be one of those basic bitch families that, Jason. that names their kid in a weird way to be special, <laughs> even though everybody else does
2: jason uh
1: come
2: on i J- i'm trying to think of some other ones like jason sarah but it's mm-hmm. like Brittany, s uh s-o-r-r-e-h sarah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's so
1: s-o-r-r-e sorry uh no it's sarah it's sarah it's it's pronounced sarah
2: it's sarah
1: it's jason
2: it's Brittany with J- a Y. J- Sorry, we're offending like a lot of people. No, we're one gives offending a, shit. a lot of Everybody, uh, there's
1: a real way to name anyone's name. Names are made up, yeah.
2: We're offending a lot of Sarah's out there right now. Sorry, and Sarah.
1: Sorry, Sarah.
2: Sorry, Sarah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, his
1: little buddy chopper who's yeah, following him around everywhere. Yeah,
2: Hera mentions like uh, mom Mothma actually is the one who's like, Where's little Jason? And- Harris, like, oh, he's on the ship, you know, running around with Chopper. The and murder hobo. Mom, Mom Mothma's like t- causing trouble, like, no doubt. Because Mom Mothma's run into. Literally
1: murdering people, probably.
2: <laughs> <They're> not... Causing <laughs> the... trouble. He doesn't just murder, like, innocent people. Well, he doesn't just.
1: Um. Yes, he has.
2: But not just like, he's like on like a ship. No, like, I
1: just think it's funny that they're like, oh, just making trouble. It's like, Chopper's a lethal asteroid for your child to be following around.
2: <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so Hera's kind of explaining the situation that they ran into in the last episode. Um, Ziano, just right off the jump, is a dick.
0: Be honest. Isn't this just another attempt to gain New Republic resources to aid in what has ultimately been your personal quest to find Ezra Bridger. Ezra vanished while fighting Thrawn. And that you conveniently use a threat of Thrawn's return to acquire those resources. That could be put to a more practical purpose, helping the people of our fledgling republic. Were you ever in the war, Senator? No. Just sat back and waited to see who came out on top? General Sindula, I'm sure we are all grateful for your service and role in restoring the Republic. Now we, as senators, serve the people of that Republic, and I can tell you they want
2: no part of any further conflict.
0: You act like we have a choice. Don't we? (laughs) I see no enemy. The Imperial fleet is scattered and broken. They have no centralized command. Unless Thrawn returns. Make your point, General. Thrawn is not your typical Imperial officer. I know because I fought against him. He killed friends, people who were like family to me. I've spent most of my life fighting a war and that's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. Grand Admiral Thrawn is dead. And I'm sorry to say it is my opinion that your friend Ezra Bridger heroically died with him. You don't know that.
2: Hera explains what happened. There's former Imperials who are still loyal to the Empire, and Hera thinks it relates to Thrawn. Uh, but most of the senators don't really care. Um, you can tell that, like, Mon Mothma is very, like... I-, I think she's the most sympathetic, but she also doesn't strike me as someone who is like, this is something we need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um... Ziano is especially a dick uh, and basically asks if Hera is just doing this to save Ezra, and Hera fucking tears into him, which this moment also is one of my favorite moments of the episode. Uh, She asks... (laughs) She fucking lays into his ass. She's like... She asks if he was ever in the war, and when he says no, she says, what, just sit back and wait to see who came out on top? And I was like,
1: holy shit! Yep. So fucking good.
2: Damn! Like, that's our girl Hera.
1: Damn! I love that you put that
2: mew can fucking get it oh yeah i said mew can fucking get it as Hera, because like i and what i mean by that is like, no, well, yeah, obviously she can get it as Hera, but also she yeah. like is like in like she's like really like in the role in this yes. moment uh, well we
1: had mentioned in the beginning there was something not off about her but just like I don't know. There's just something off about the character, but it's totally like everything's in place now.
2: It's flipped, yeah. She's she's. I still like for me think that Sabine is the the character who's translated the the best yes. so far
1: and the quickest probably.
2: Yeah, it, but I also think that uh, Hera is like gotten there. Like Hera really feels like her character for sure. Um, of course, the Senate doesn't want to give her shit. Um, wait, what did I I wrote? Sorry.
1: Of course, the Senate doesn't want to shit. That's what you wrote. <laughs> Senate, they're just constantly constipated. They're
2: constipated. They're constipated. They don't want to shit. They don't want to. They don't want to no, shit. They don't
1: want to.
2: They sh- don't, they sh- don't shit. want to shart. They don't want to shit. <laughs> they're gonna shark. They're gonna shit. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! This is why I don't usually do the outlines. Usually, you're the one doing the outlines because I write stuff like they don't want to shit, and M and Mu can get it. I know. I knew like the Pokemon. I'm very confused. Uh, of course, the Shannon the- They don't
1: want to give her shit.
2: Yes, is that um, what I think you meant to write? Ziana is basically like Thrawn is dead and Ezra is dead too, and Hera like snaps at wrong. him.
1: Y'all are wrong. Y'all are wrong. Y'all
2: are dumb. Hera snaps at him when he says that about Ezra, and I think like obviously he was doing it to get that reaction out of her. Yep. Um, but I mean, Ezra's like a uh, was like a son to. Hera.
1: Jonna is a fucking empire sympathizer. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. I, I don't
2: know for certain and I know nothing about his character from Resistance and I didn't really do my think, yeah, my due diligence. We're gonna
1: go against Hera, who is a fucking war hero and like yeah. has obviously shown her worth and just not listen to her then you're a fucking empire sympathizer yeah is my is my thought
2: um anyway she leaves that kind of meeting and this is where we get our first on-screen appearance of jason um not really much really happens between the two of them other Uh, than uh,
1: cute he does say that
2: he wants to be a jedi to which Hera responds like i know you do because of course his dad's a jedi like of course he wants to
1: Who what kid doesn't want to be a Jedi?
2: Yeah. Anyway, we cut back to Ahsoka and Sabine and there's more training. This time we get Ahsoka's explanation of the force. And I really, really liked this.
0: I can't use the force. I don't feel it. Not like you do. The force resides in all living things. Even you. If that's true, then why doesn't everyone use it? Talent is a factor. But training and focus are what truly define someone's success. Not everyone can handle the type of discipline it takes to master the ways of the Force. Start small.
2: I can't keep saying uh, this is another one of my favorite parts of the episode because at this point I've said that like a million times. Um, But Sabine doesn't really feel like she's ever been able to use the Force. And Ahsoka kind of explains, as we all know, the Force resides in all living things um, and that training, discipline, and focus are the most important things for a Jedi. This is a really interesting moment too because I think something that I always really like about Jedi is is like the kind of... I don't like there being this delineation, right? Of like you have to have this M count, (laughs) bring them back the M count to be able to be a Jedi. It's like everybody has this innate ability to see and use the force. And I think one thing I'm just going to posit this because we've talked about this before and I'm just going to see where this thread leads.
1: I've always been a proponent of this that anyone can really be a Jedi.
2: Yeah. But the one thing I was going to just posit a little bit is that I think, I think there's also something that the Jedi didn't really do that good of a job at was cultivating the use of the force in different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So like most of Jedi training is around fighting. Yep. That's not all like jet, like like that, the, the force isn't the just, the
1: irony is that they they're supposed to be peace peacekeepers, but like what everyone always has a problem with, right?
2: This is where I think we get into like those mystical elements of the force. Um And also we see this in rebels where uh Ezra his his one of the things that's really interesting about him is him being able to connect with animals and other creatures which we don't see a ton of like we see people using like we see Obi-Wan using Jedi mind tricks and things like that Grogu also is able to connect with that but like we're seeing more of that now the other thing I think that's interesting about Sabine's potential Jedi journey is that she's always been someone who's like mechanically inclined like she's like a really smart engineer.
1: And also very artistic.
2: Very and very artistic, yeah. So she has, I think she has maybe a manifestation of like a connection to the Force in a way that is different than we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to become, I'm just putting this out there, but I think that may end up being her journey is like. Absolutely. And there's a moment that I'll talk about when we talk about the next episode that I think alludes to that. But I mean, she's always kind of been that way. She's always been very, Very smart when it comes to uh, ships, speeders, uh, like mechanics and stuff. I mean, she built a fucking weapon for the Empire that was designed to kill only Mandalorians. Yep. Like that's (laughs) insane. Like she, like she is, she is very, very well tuned to that. And then again, the artistic piece as well. I think she is able to draw in almost kind of like an empath, right? And like see art. In like, an empathetic Maybe, like, that way.
1: character from Visions that was art-oriented.
2: Mm-hmm. The yeah. The Sith
1: mm-hmm. episode.
2: And Thrawn, I think, mm-hmm. and, uh, as uh, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but she's not very good at, like, the force pulling and the force pushing or... But
1: that's, like, the basic stuff that we're used to. Like...
2: But, um... Anyway, the other part, just like you were saying, that I like about this too, is the, the idea that everyone can be a Jedi, not just someone, like, who is very talented. Um, even though Ahsoka says, like, talent is a factor, but it's more the discipline, the training, willingness to, like, train your mind to it. Mm-hmm. So then we have the group, after this kind of training session, uh, also, I <laughs> just want to call out, it, it's very funny when Sabine's, like, trying to grab the cup. It's very Sabine. Like, it's very yeah. much, like, her character. Like... And then she has to, like, go to the cockpit, and she's like, um, I think she says, like, like you win again or something like that to yeah. the cup. It's very funny. Um,
1: it's very cute. She does
2: a very good job with this character. I can't stress that enough. Uh, anyway, this group, uh, they, so it's uh, Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hiang. They're en route to Sitos, where they learn that Hera won't be joining them. Mm-hmm. She kind of calls in uh, while they're... Uh, in hyperspace, on um, a holler to let them know that um, the Senate basically won't approve the mission, and then their their comms get jammed. Mm-hmm. As soon as they pull out of hyperspace, this is where we get the kind of quintessential dogfight um, scene. And there's not a ton really that happens towards the end of this episode, so I'm just gonna hit on really quickly the top pieces and then we can kind of summarize or or talk about like our feelings kind of at the end as well as soon as they pull out of hyperspace uh merrick and shin hati roll up in these really like interesting ships um they don't really look like anything that we've seen uh before Uh, like i've seen some people say that they're like really reminiscent of the ship that uh um the Mandalorian Mando has in that kind of like very similar shape. But to me, I was just kind of like, I don't even know what these are. And so I looked them up on Wikipedia and they don't even have like designations as to what they are. So I just think that is kind of odd. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what's up with that. Um, Maybe
1: they're maybe it's, well, we don't really know what, we don't know what race Merrick is. So like, I don't know, there could be a whole other, yeah. Alien creature that we haven't encountered yet. It's true.
2: Yeah. Um, Although
1: you still... You had mentioned earlier you thought that he would be Ezra. Do you still think that that's... Oh, no. Definitely uh, not. No.
2: It, when I said that was a theory, I don't think I... I don't think I, that I like... I mean, I have to look, listen back to the tape. Roll back. Um, <laughs> and apologize. And apologize. Listen, I'm sorry, everyone, that it wasn't Ezra. Um, no, that was just a theory that some people have, uh, have put okay. forward. Um, I don't think... I definitely don't think that now. No, Um, we'll talk about why. But um, anyway, these ships, like I said, are just very odd. They remind me of like World War II, like propeller plane uh, Hmm. ships, because like especially the way they like the the, their blasters kind of shoot out and everything like that. They're also a very similar shape, Uh, so that was kind of cool. But anyway, like I said, there's not a ton that really. There's like a lot of action that happens. So the kind of big beats here are. the dogfight, like I said, Sabine kind of struggles to get back in the gunner seat, but they start to work together. Ahsoka yeah. realizes she has to fucking listen to Sabine. <laughs> um, and th- at first Sabine is like, so like, you just have to anticipate or whatever. And uh, Sabine's like, this really isn't the time for a lesson. And yeah. that's when Ahsoka like kind of starts to think like, okay, maybe I need to take like a lead from her. Also again, because Sabine is the better fucking pilot. Like let's, all, let's just be real. It's, like she's, there's
1: no reason to just be the master all the time. Yeah. So
2: she's like, Sabine, tell me what you Anakin need. Didn't
1: learn how to do that. Yeah,
2: um so Sabine is very much like just tell me what you need, and that's when um Sabine starts to kind of like tell Ahsoka like maneuvers and stuff like that, and they're. That's able to take why this down a few episode
1: feels like a Rebels episode. Yeah, because it's like this little pocket episode where like this would be where like the moral at the beginning of the episode is like. Something about, like, trusting each other and you can trust yourself or some shit. Uh, Like, it'd be really cheesy, but, like, that's basically what happens, right? A good
2: teacher must also be a great learner or something like that. Must also be
1: taught. A good taught. I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Must also be taught?
1: Yeah, a good teacher must also know when to be taught.
2: Yeah, something. Yeah, that would be the the exactly. The moral. Uh, we should we should append uh, morals to each of these. So yeah, that'd be fun. The, so like I said, she's struggling. Um, they take some damage as they get closer to the Eye of Sion, um, and Hu Yang is it like It
1: sounds so much like Eye of Sauron I now of that Sauron. I like I can't not think of
2: that. Uh, Hu Yang is like, we got to get closer. We got to get closer, and they're like, dog, we're gonna die.
0: <laughs> you better get up here. Just keep the ship steady while I attempt to run my scan. Turbo lasers, primed and ready. Open fire. I am starting to receive data. Manage the deflectors. Copy. Ooh. Ooh. Are you cross-wired?
2: Closer please. And then of course they blow up. Which um, is
1: funny because ironically in the last episode, he was like yelling at Sabine about them about to be blown up because she wasn't Yeah. Whatever. He ain't just out for himself. He
2: is. <laughs> and also he's there's like a moment where they're like, he's like closer please. Like he yes. says it very like Closer. It's very Santa. I like it. Um uh they get blown up this is where ahsoka has <laughs> they to get do blown up. has to do her spacewalk to kind of defend themselves because they're just kind of I floating out in space, space. oh it's so good and her
1: fucking flippity doing around
2: yeah this was where i was like uh when we first saw the trailer i was like what what is she wearing she had a like a blue yeah just a space but suit. it's cool yeah
1: it's a nice ass space suit
2: um and then they're kind of after they they get the ship powered back on oh and ahsoka like fucking takes one of the fighters down using her lightsabers, which is Hell dope yeah. as shit. Um after they get the ship power back on, um, they are able to evade them on uh, the surface of Seatos, heading to the surface of Seatos because of the Pergil. Woo And then uh that's basically where the episode ends. Balin Skull like sends some folks out to search for them and that's episode three. Heck yeah. Anything that we didn't talk about with that one that you wanted to mention or anything like stand out to you
1: no like i said i just thought it was a really great like condensed brief episode i think Mm -hmm. i think dave filoni is doing a much better job than what we saw when we a lot of i remember us being really frustrated with bad batch for the opposite reason was that it was like very lengthy but not a lot was happening in terms of like was like, a- the most recent Bad Batch season, right? But I feel like he's kind of hit a stride with this, where it's, like, quick beats, but, like, we're getting a lot of stuff that's, like, really important. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to be losing people that haven't watched Rebels. I think it's all pretty concise.
2: You know? I, I'm i curious about that. Like, I really am. Um, because it there's it's so heavy. Yeah. Like, it's so heavy well, with this a lot next of. next episode. Yeah, it very much is. You just
1: wrote "Oh my God" in this in yeah. this summary. Oh my God, shark. All
2: right, whale. 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 Space whale. Whale. Space whale. whale, whale. Uh, so part four, fallen Jedi. Uh, the official description for this one is Hera risks her career to help her friends while Ahsoka and Sabine confront enemies, which is just like
1: what? Again, basic shit.
2: hara risks her career like i don't really that's the most important nugget no (laughs) i
1: I remember thinking about that sentence the whole time we were watching and going why the fuck is that part of that like i kept waiting for it to come up and i was like she wasn't even really in this episode
2: no she was she i mean not as much as
1: you were expecting her to be based on that she's risking her career yeah, like, she didn't, like, steal shit. Also, or, she like,
2: doesn't risk her career. She risks her life and her son's life. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and also, like, it's not...
1: Way to prioritize, Disney.
2: That's such a weird... Uh, well, yeah, that's... <laughs> the giant... Of course, the giant corporation would think that the most... important. Well, it's not the giant corporation writing these uh, summaries. Thank but goodness. You know what I mean? Like, it is kind of ironic. It's like, oh... But, she she could get Who fired. Who wrote
1: this? Who she wrote this? Somebody she, is having an internal issue at she Disney. She could get fired
2: for this. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine?
1: She's gonna get fired.
2: Um,
1: like any rebel has cared about that ever.
2: <laughs> this episode was directed by Peter Ramsey. So Peter Ramsey actually directed. Um, I believe I can't remember the exact number it is, but it's the uh in. The newest season of The Mandalorian, the episode "The Pirate," um, mm. which I really liked, yeah. um, and also is one of the co-directors of Into the Spider Verse.
1: Oh, cool! Yeah,
2: um, and of course it was written by Dave Filoni. So the cast for this one, I'm gonna—I have the top one, but I'm gonna leave it for the <laughs> end. So uh, we have Nick and Robinson again, um, f- who is First Officer Vic Hawkins. Um, I didn't—we didn't talk about him in the first episode, but he has a very funny character, um, where he like. I just like his, like, play with, with Hera in this episode where she's, like, um, he's, like, you got a briefing, like, or something. Oh, yeah, he's and she's,
1: so cute. And she's,
2: like, uh, and he's, like, what do I tell him? He's, like, you, you just figure something out. He's just he's, like, he's, like, I'll figure something out. Like,
1: uh, 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 uh. uh,
2: very, very, like, comical performance. Very short, but, like, yes. I really liked it. Um... We also have uh, Paul Sun Hyang Lee as Captain Carson Tava. Of course, of course, of course, we've seen Love Carson Tava before. He's appeared in *Mando* and *Book of Boba Fett*. Um, so we've talked about him before. But yeah, it's we spent a him while hanging
1: out at the bar, actually, with another Rebel.
2: Where the f- I was going to say, where the fuck is
1: Zev? Zev, I know. Where I is know. he? Where the fuck is he? I actually was
2: expecting him to show up in this episode because yeah. I w- I don't know. I figured he would be like one to like. We're
1: going to get him. Well, we have to. Yeah. There's no way
2: um uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to talk about like who else we think is going to show up but it'd be very surprising if zeb doesn't show up in this really
1: sad yeah
2: um but of course um it's been a while since like i said that we've since we've talked about uh this character um so uh paulson yang lee is also going to be in the upcoming live action uh avatar i think we mentioned that before he's uncle Iroh. so Ira.
1: good yeah
2: i'm excited that sounds My really cool tea, uncle um, we have Michael C. Alexander as Lieutenant Basie, um, and I think these are folks who we've already talked about before because I didn't mm-hmm. list their credits. Um, Dawn uh, Denninger, who I just talked about um, previously, as Lieutenant Mawatt, uh, and this is where uh, she's a Rodian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Chow Mova as Lieutenant Jensu and Brendan Wayne as Lieutenant Lander. Um, those are kind of the other crew that, uh, that go with her at the end of the episode. Okay, and then the other one yeah, is we this have...
1: This guy, he just, like, shows up at the end. Not a big deal.
2: Hayden Christensen, uh... What? Yeah, he's a, he's playing a Mon Calmari in this.
1: Oh, yeah! He goes, <laughs> With, it's a sand trap.
2: would well, that be really funny if, uh... <laughs> if they did get Hayden Christensen back, but, like, not as Anakin? Yes. <laughs> they just had him as a fucking, like, Mon Calmari.
1: The Inethorian.
2: Um... No, Hayden Christensen returns as oh. Anakin Skywalker it's because
1: his Force ghost is now Anakin, which of course they retro changed. Of all the changes they made to the original, as as sad as it kind of was, I do like that they changed that to be Hayden. Yeah, yeah, it I, only makes sense. I mean, that's I who know. he was for the most part. I just got know? annoyed
2: with George tinkering with it. Yeah, it was but.
1: dumb. It was really dumb, and it looked very stupid. But I like my Anakin. He's a great. He's a great guy. I mean, he's not, but he's,
2: you know. He's not a great guy, but yeah, I know what you mean.
1: But we just love him.
2: I love Clone Wars Hayden Anakin. Peyton Christian's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get into I that. I like but... him
1: playing Clone Wars Anakin.
2: Yes. Guy. Me as well. Um, so, summary of this episode. Whew. Um,. Yeah. It 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 opens with them trying to fix the ship and contact the New Republic, specifically Home One. Ahsoka tells Sabine that the enemy base is nearby.
1: Can we just say too that this this planet looks like Game of Thrones?
2: It does. like the red <laughs> and yeah, it looks very. <laughs> For uh, some
1: reason, I just kept thinking there's was, a lot of Game of Thrones res. Like even the credits, like the I don't know. There's something very Game of Thronesy about it. I don't it's know very
2: why. like high fantasy. Yes, um, it is, yes. which is cool. I like it. I like when uh, oh, they mix yeah. high fantasy in with. Cause
1: it makes me think more of High Republic.
2: Mm -hmm. Like Star Wars. Um, uh, They they, they basically call out that the the base is nearby. Um, And uh, she basically tells Sabine that...
0: The enemy has the map and the means to get where they want to go. I fear we face a difficult choice. Which is... If we can't make the journey to find Ezra... ...then no one should. It won't come to that. It might have already. He'd be stranded out there. Maybe this time for good. Better that... ...than allowing Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. Let's find that ground base. Sabine. Can I count on you? You know you can.
2: They have this kind of exchange where she's like, if they can't go to Ezra, they need to destroy the means for anyone to get there Mm -hmm. is kind of what Ahsoka is saying
1: Sabine to promise that that's what she'll do yeah
2: which she's not going to like there's zero chance yeah um and as they're kind of like having this exchange or outside um they head back inside and Hiang starts working on the ship and is subsequently attacked the the droids that um uh Balin sent out for them, show up and it's like HK droid. And Yang kind of like holds his own. Dude,
1: fuck yeah. He, he like, like takes out these other little extra armies that look like they come out of his backpack and they like just start he just started brawling with them. It's like very straight cool. brawling. It's really awesome.
2: Um they had they make their way back outside um and they help kind of like fend off uh these droids. They basically are like, all right, well, we gotta go do this. Yang, like, you fix the ship. I thought this part was kind of weird to me, because I was like, they're just attacked.
1: And then they're and like they're gonna Okay, leave. everything's okay and then they just
2: Let's go. Like, like
1: Clearly guys very you guys are being chased by these dudes, they're gonna be find you. Yeah. Like the planet seems pretty empty. <laughs>
2: I will say, Hyang in this moment tells he's like like stick together because you're better together. D
1: and D rules, man. D D, yeah. The party up.
2: Um, But I also think like it shows like really immediately on when they first like encounter. So of course they encounter Shin and uh, Merrick, mm-hmm. and when they're like battling together, like they're I think they're they're better again.
1: Um, incredible lightsaber fight sequences. I would agree with you. I think I like Sabine's more, primarily because she she gets some of those Mandalorian-like moments in, too, which actually end up saving her ass. Oh, my
2: God. That moment's so Uh, cool.
1: Where it looks like she's about to use the Force, and Shin's like... can use a force oh it's yeah like, and then but then she ends up using like her little blaster handgun like that off, moment like, was glove. so fucking cool where so she good. was like
2: so shin so that we're jumping way ahead but like Sorry. shin no it's okay i mean th- there's th- i actually have less for this episode well half I of think, it is the other this one, big but
1: battle in the middle of the forest
2: shin like leans in and also can i just say like shin hati is like
1: great loving so it so loving it
2: good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So love good. It. Um, mm-hmm. It's rare that, like, a new character, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, like, I,
1: I'm i very, I'm very, like, uh, for some reason, very, like, stingy when it comes to new Jedi or new Sith. I'm always like, who is this? Yeah. Are they going to be good? Like, who, it? but I, uh, I love her. I think yeah. she's, like, she's just, like. She's, she's got Darth Maul energy.
2: Yes, she. Oh, she's she got
1: does. Absolute Darth Maul energy, and I love it. Even though she's not as talkative as he is, and people who haven't seen Clone Wars in the animated series are like, "What do you mean talkative?" Like, because he doesn't say more than like two words in the movies. So <laughs> she's more like prequel energy, Darth Maul, but it's still very much like this kind of wild eye. It's actually really funny. I was telling Tommy I just started Starfield this morning. And I was like, I'm gonna make my character look like Shin Hati. And someone already did it on Reddit. And someone was Those like,
2: Bastards.
1: Well, they were like, Is there like a crazy eye slider? Because that's what you need to really perfect the Shin Hati like look.
2: Yeah, and I will say too, it's <laughs> funny. We didn't talk about this in the last episode, but so much of the last episode is her just looking straight ahead just in the staring. ship. just with her like big ass eyes. Like she's so cute. <laughs>
1: she's hot, but she's also she's just a hottie.
2: Like,
1: she's a Shin Hati. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, the the when she leans in. Uh, when Sabine tries to use the force on her and she leans in and she's like, you have no power. Like, oh yeah. God. Like just
1: the manic excitement. Yeah. She's like, oh, you ain't doing shit. And then she just gets hit in the face. I,
2: I haven't, th- I told you this, but my theory, I'm curious, I'm wondering if she might be a night sister. You don't think so?
1: I think there's something, she has orphan energy. Like, I think. There's got to I mean because she, I, she was not raised I, I do not think she was raised in a Jedi temple. Oh, for sure. as a padawan, a youngling. But She's obviously. Kind of orphan energy. Well, what I mean by that is like he picked her up from somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if it was a night sister. I feel like if it was a night sister thing, we would have seen more connection with her and Morgan. So
2: I think and what's going to So gonna, there's
1: nothing there. I
2: and, think we're going to get Well, no, but I think that it could also just be that like she she does give at one point in the episode she gives morgan like a dirty ass look like she does not seem to like morgan um but i do think we're gonna get more of her story in this next episode because i think there's gonna be a moment where she's like putting sabine in a cell and like they're talking Mm -hmm. and stuff and that's when we're gonna like learn she's gonna give like that like villain speech of like you lost your family but i like blah 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 i
1: found my family (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's what I was thinking. I, I was still be going like,
1: with the orphan energy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I found my family. Um, anyway, like yeah, I said, we're,
1: definitely something up with her. Like, something up for sure. Somewhere.
2: Um, anyway, we're, we're jumping way ahead. So they ju- go into the forest, but we cut to Hera on home one. Um, and she, this is where she basically makes the determination that she's going to head towards Sito's. Yeah. Um, and she, she gathers she her takes crew. Jason with her. She takes Jason with her. Um, at the same time, Morgan sets up the map uh, on Seatos, and there's this, like, video game-esque sequence where there's, like, a specific amount of time that it needs to, like, upload or download or load. Having
1: played Baldur's Gate, it's like there's, like, four turns before yeah. this happens.
2: Um, am oh, sorry, four rounds. All while this is happening, this is all just, like, happening, like, really quickly. Um, Ahsoka is fighting with Merrick and actually kills him, and we see just this, like night sister looking magic like flowed out of him like it's like a very Mm -hmm. like necrotic sort of energy and when she kills merrick shin hati like has this look of like what the fuck like she's very concerned it seems yeah that is true so that's why i'm like i don't know
1: yeah i'm i i definitely think that merrick was maybe like a revived inquisitor like maybe um Maybe an inquisitor we've seen before that has died. Maybe one of the maybe one of the brothers that died in the temple with Maul. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if we'll learn about what his origin was specifically. But I definitely think there was some reanimation yeah. having gone on, which is interesting because mm-hmm. again, Ezra has a connection to the Knight Sisters as well. I'm interested so to does, see yeah. if that comes up at all. Yeah, so maybe you're right. I don't know. Oh. It,
2: it's interesting. I don't know what her deal is, but it's it's it's. I want to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at this moment, Sabine tells Ahsoka to go get the map, which is exact opposite of what Huyang tells them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where another great uh, Shin Hati moment, where she like leans in and she's like, "You'll regret that decision." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. Bad-ass energy. Like, yeah. good God. Like, she's so fucking good.
1: Yeah, she's really fucking cool.
2: Um, she might be, honestly, like, I think Sabine is my favorite character in this season so far, which is funny because, like, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character, but I really like Sabine, but I also think Shinhati, like, I He's really great. like her. Yeah. Um,
1: I love Balin, too. He hasn't been as prominent of a character oh as yeah, I like, expected him to be, but I love his, like, white, like wizened Jedi Knight He's like Like,
2: reluctant, but like also just an asshole It's very
1: intriguing Like,
2: I don't know, there's something They do a
1: good job showing that they're not actually Sith
2: There's something more about him Yeah. Like for certain Um, Morgan basically leaves Balin to protect the map And this is where we get an encounter between him and Ahsoka Anakin spoke highly of you
0: Interesting He never mentioned you Everyone in the Order knew Anakin Skywalker. Few would live to see what he became. Surely that must leave a mark. Is that why you walked away? Abandoned him? I'm not here. Discuss my past,
2: and he calls Ahsoka out for abandoning Anakin, which we know she still carries that guilt with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's definitely trying to like dig at her there. Yeah, we also learn a little bit more about Balin too, but not a lot. He explains that he feels that what they're doing is necessary to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he also talks about Ahsoka knowing no other way than violence, which is really interesting to me. Um, and One of the other things I just, I was very kind of fascinated by rewatching this was like their dialogue. One of the things that Balin says is, uh, so Ahsoka says like, are you going to start another, you're going to start another war? Like Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, And he says like, I'm not going to start another war. Thrawn will. But like.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I was wondering. I'm just a pawn is kind of the the insinuation which doesn't make any sense it's like okay we so you don't want to be the you don't want to be the puppet master but what is your purpose then
2: part of me wonders like is he going to like does he want to kill thrawn like i don't understand yeah it doesn't seem like that's the case but like the way he said like maybe he just i won't start like, another war maybe he
1: just doesn't want to look like the bad guy because he was a jedi yeah you know? i don't know like, It's maybe this is like this is the only path for me as a Jedi. Otherwise I'm going to get killed by inquisitors, but I'm not going to be the one that does all the bad shit. Yeah. I'm not going to be the one behind it all.
2: We're halfway done with this season. So I hope they start giving us more details, background details about both of these characters. Cause I really am getting curious as to like what yeah. their deal mm-hmm. truly is. Um, anyway, um, Shin and Sabine battle. And we already talked about this moment. Um, like where she's, she I still does, just want to,
1: You just wrote Sabine just fires her fucking wrist rockets at her ass.
2: Yeah, she does. She fired her fucking she wrist does. rockets at her ass. <laughs> so
1: good.
2: Yeah, she when she says like you'd have no power, like she's holding up her hand and then she just, like puts her hand down and like shoots her fucking. She does a little
1: rac- gay wrist action.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, like it's. It's so good. Um, I love that moment, and, and that also, is why. Mandalorian Jedi. Yep. Could also, be dangerous. While
1: you, I love this. Also, sorry, I'm skipping slightly ahead. This note that just says, "Get some oven mitts, girl." <laughs> Get some oven mitts,
2: girl. You're really skipping that far ahead because yeah, that's the next thing we need to talk about is that as uh, as Balin and Ahsoka battle, Ahsoka grabs the it burns uh, her. Grabs the map and she it burns her some oven mitts. I okay so this was the part where I was like there's got to be something here right that leads to where we get, get to next because it's like burned into her hand mm-hmm. and there's like a moment where when she is battling with Balin she like puts her hand up like that hand up as like kind of like to use the force I guess to get like extra I don't know energy or something <laughs> Um and like you can see it still like red is kind
1: of branded on her skin yeah so I'm
2: wondering if that's what is happening that's um, a good point But I don't know for certain. But, yeah, she picks it up. It burns the fuck out of her hand. She can't use that hand. Um, What? I'm
1: just seeing more of your notes as we get forward. He's a forcey. Oh. (laughs) We'll
2: get Uh, there. Anyway, in this moment, Shin returns back. um, And I think Ahsoka, like, thinks... She, like, literally says, like, Sabine. So she thinks Sabine is dead. Um, And she fucking just wrecks Shin Hati. She, like, mm-hmm. force grabs her she and just, throws yeah. her into a fucking pillar. She's
1: like, you little bitch. And just, like,
2: it yeah. was so badass. Was. Um, also, I did want to say uh, when in the battle, the other b- piece that was really fucking cool was when uh, so Balin fights very much. He actually his fighting style reminds me a little bit of Anakin. It's a very
1: traditional Jedi knight.
2: It's like, like overpowering, right? Like mm-hmm. he's he not kind of Canaan. A little bit, yeah. He has kind of just like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, for me, I think it was mostly he has like the power of Anakin, like just the way sure. he like like swings. It's very forceful. Mm-hmm. Um, but he backs Ahsoka into a corner at one point, and a, and when he says something about like, um. I can't remember exactly what the line is, but he says something like, uh, just like your master's like legacy or something. Um, and that's when she like kicked, like basically kicks the shit out of him, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, like literally kicks the shit out of him she like yes. kicks him in the face and the chest. Um, very cool fight sequence. Uh, anyway, th- th- this is the moment where a lot of stuff happens very quickly. Um, Balin backs Ahsoka into a corner. That's when she... Uh, but
1: specifically the edge of the this edge of like the cliff, cliff that's yeah. That's over like a rock face and water and all this sort of junk.
2: And and um, Sabine shows back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ahsoka tells her to destroy, get the map and destroy it. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't. And I think there's like a hesitancy from Ahsoka at that point. And Balin like knocks her over the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um Sabine freaks out. Still mm-hmm. doesn't destroy the map, nope. but then there's this moment between the two of but them. But
1: now, what else is she gonna do? Now that Ahsoka's gone, she needs an ally, and she's still very determined to find Ezra. Yeah, and she knows that Ezra. I mean, Ezra's a Jedi. If anyone can help get Ahsoka back or help rectify the situation, I feel like you know she's kind of backed into a corner at this point.
2: Yeah, if she doesn't
1: do it; they're gonna kill her. She so. doesn't
2: destroy the map, um, and Balin basically. This is his kind of, like, plea to her to, like, join their side. Mm. I won't say the dark side, but, like, that's kind of the allusion yeah. to we it. We know
1: she's not convinced by him. We we know that... I'm assuming she knows that this is the only way she's going to live is if she goes with yeah.
2: him. Yeah. Um, and so she gives him the map. He promises that she won't be harmed. Um, and... Th- Even
1: though... Shin wakes back up and tries to choke the fuck out of her, and he's like, "I just promised her that she would not be harmed. yeah, <laughs> calm down, little, little crazy.,
2: <laughs> um, And they load up the coordinates and then they head into the eye at this point. Um mm-hmm. one of the things that's really interesting here that I wanted to talk about was that th- and this is where I- we talked a little bit about her, like acuity for artistry maps um technology there's moments where she's like and it's very subtle but she's like looking at everything mm-hmm. like she's like looking at the map she's like taking everything in that's happening yep. and it's not like in a way it didn't come across to me as a way where she's like shocked or like not really sure what's, it very much seems like she's like analyzing she's the situation yeah and so i i just kind of I, I don't know. I think there's a nugget there where she's, like, really... And she's also, like, in the same thing when she's on the Eye of Scion. That's a great point. Where she's, like, looking at, like, how things work and shit. And I think she's very quickly, like, trying to pull everything together yeah, they're in her stupid mind.
1: to bring her into their headquarters. Because yeah. Because she's going to understand... Everything of, she can.
2: Of course, Hera and her uh, crew kind of show up right in front of the Eye of Scion as it's about to take off. Um, it sh- like launches into hyperspace and like knocks
1: obliterates most of them. Most
2: of them. Carson, I think, is still alive, and yeah, he, Hera and Jason are as well. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's this really funny moment uh where it's not funny, but like after that happens and the ghost is like kind of like rocked, Jason is like, Mom. I have a bad feeling.
1: But what's funny is that like, obviously Duh! It's like a, you, you might want to have said that before this happened, yeah. but what's funny is like, so it's Jedi punch like punched had, in the
2: face and then being like, I think someone's going to punch me in the face. Yeah.
1: Your precog, your Jedi precog well, is like off. No, but you know how like Jedi get like a, I think it's, a, you said he's a forcey. Like he's supposed to get a, like a moment where he like, yeah, is, is rocked by the feeling of something bad. But with a little kid it just kinda of feels like his tummy hurts, like oh, I had too much chalky milk. My my tummy. Now my force my force my force tummy. Like my force tummy's rumbling. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's when- what it felt like. It was really cute, but it was just like Mommy, I gotta poop or like It's also
2: probably it's also I mean, being fair, it's also him like I think it's precog for what's to come of like Thrawn's yeah. return. And I will say too, the other thing, now that we've seen the bridge of the eye of Sion, we've actually seen in the trailer, Thrawn is on the bridge oh, of yeah. the eye of Sion. So mm-hmm. he is, on, he gets on board. Oh, at some we point. know. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh man, what if That's Thrawn- why I
1: also know that Ahsoka is not dead because she interacts with him in the trailer too. Um, but we're getting to Well, moment, I don't right? think she
2: interacts with him specifically. She mentions, she t- says that the line about the heir to the Empire. That already happened. So, like, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. There's no way she's dead. But the last kind of part, uh, just kind of jumping off of that, uh, the episode ends, Ahsoka is, like, awakens in this, like, in it's this It's very place. World
1: Between Worlds. I mean, it's like that, like, astrolabe, like, sketch. We don't see wolves running around yet, but we definitely see, like, yeah, everything is moving and whirring and there's like this bridge of light, which so, which we saw her traversing with Ezra.
2: If there is anyone listening that hasn't watched Rebels, um, the world between worlds. Um, this is from Wikipedia was a mystical plane within the forest that served as a collection of doors and pathways existing between time and space, linking all moments in time together. So this is like. Where the first, the first, this is where the first convergence. This is where the force converges. This like is the first all convergence, the it's sharp where, convergence. It's where the force kind of all points at, like at you all say times. It's in everything. Mm-hmm. This is kind this is of the, connection. the
1: map. This is the map of the force. The nexus. The, yeah.
2: Uh, what's another sil- like synonym we can say?
1: The core. This the, is the, um, the 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 pathway. The 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 fork in the road. The the guy, the, we're antonym, it, okay, anyway, <laughs> the guy in
2: the sky. Antonym. Um, okay, anyway. I don't know. The guy in the sky. And Ahsoka the, the wakes menu, up.
1: The <laughs> menu. The force menu.
2: Ahsoka wakes up and is very, like, not sure what's happening. And we hear a voice say.
0: Master?
1: Didn't expect to see you so soon. ahsoka not hello there yeah hello snips very important
2: oh and he and then he says uh um i think he says what's the other thing he says he says like um i didn't expect to see you here so soon and i think that's what's confusing is it's like okay well is she dead like is she actually dead um or nah. you I think know he's what just is confused this confused
1: to see her in the place where mostly dead people but are.
2: yeah anyway it's anakin fucking skywalker yeah. uh and yeah, it's really cool. It was he a really looks cool moment. Very
1: Clone Wars esque yeah. Anakin. Like, there's something a little different about his hair. It's a little bit wavier. Like, it's just oh, it's so good. I also, I, and I just looked at each other. And I did yeah. tears flowing down. You were like, face. "Are you okay?"
2: And I was like sobbing. I was we're like, "This like, oh, <laughs> is so um, good." Uh, but I was gonna say, so the framing of a- Anakin showing back up is very reminiscent of a couple of other moments. So, in um he it, it, it like it happens in rebels so there's uh the episode shroud of darkness they're in the temple on Lothal where they actually find the door to the world between worlds he shows up as a memory kind of he's not a force ghost but like more of a memory he's like behind her mm-hmm. um same thing um in uh uh Twilight of the Apprentice, where there's this moment where, like, the framing is just, like, Ahsoka and then Anakin. I think it's after, like, his mask is, like, popped open. Or mm-hmm. she's, like, like busted his, ma- his mask open. And it's kind of the same thing where he, like, shows up behind her. No, I will I say the episode actually ends where the music kind of slowly changes to Darth Vader's theme.
1: Yeah, well... They do that a lot in Clone Wars, right, with Anakin, because it is his. But it's theme. usually
2: at moments where he's, like, doing something dark and sinister. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's going to happen? Or do they just want to remind people, like, don't forget, he's also Darth Vader? I think
1: that's probably what it is at this point. Like,
2: um,
1: because Anakin doesn't have. I mean, Anakin has his own theme, too, but it's not as prominent as. Yeah. Darth Vader's theme. So. But yeah, so
2: so good i was just like how did they i mean I think they do this to us
1: obviously like all jedi see their force ghost daddy in a moment where they need them the most and this is the moment in my projection that ahsoka you know they said that if the star map is gone that she's not gonna be able to follow them but i think anakin is going to connect her to ezra or connect her to a way to get to where she needs to go yeah maybe she ends up using one of those portals in the past and jumps back into one of those because we saw with world the world between worlds where for those of you who haven't seen it you know we talked about in the last episode that's kind of Ezra rescued Ahsoka yeah now it's time for Ahsoka to rescue Ezra and maybe she grabs him before he goes back um
2: that would be interesting. You
1: know what I mean, and so maybe, and then Thron's there, and he's like, "The fuck that kid go?" I don't know, but th- there's a there's a means in which she can maybe take Ezra, and Ezra can say, "She can also." Maybe Bron killed Ezra, and maybe she sees the moment before that happens and is able to rescue Ezra, just like Ezra did with her. <sighs> Um, and Darth Vader. It I don't also,
2: know. It'd also be know. interesting because she could also, um, I mean, she could get to where I think the eye of Sion is going to mm-hmm. potentially like through that pretty easily. Well, yeah, um, she
1: sees Thrawn and Ezra fighting or something. She could just jump mm-hmm. through and be there with. Yeah. Him. There's
2: a good chance that she stays in like this location for the duration of like, until we get to like the last episode kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the, so I did want to talk two th- real quick things. One, um, theory, uh, I saw someone and I really kind of, I kind of like this theory that Anakin might be taking like once he died on the form of uh, the, like, you know how there was like the, the father, the daughter and the son, mm. like the mortis gods. Like what if he's like taken on like the role of like the mortis God and is like the God of like this. That's
1: insane.
2: <laughs> I thought that'd be pretty cool. And also cause Ahsoka is like, we talked about this. to the daughter. It's connected to the daughter, right? And so you would just need, be like, the, the son. Would he be
1: the brother or would
2: he be the No, I think he will. Remember, would the the, the, the mortis god wanted him to take, like, he the father wanted him to take his place, right? True. As the one who brings balance. Um, And so... That would
1: be super chill bumpy because that's the, that was what Anakin was supposed to do originally. Mm-hmm. And now he finally gets to do that. Yeah, that
2: would be, I, so Holy I kind of, shit. I think that's, I don't, I can't take credit for that. I saw that. I wish I remember who I saw like posit that. I don't that. know if
1: that's going to be in this next three episodes. Though. It's, it's because unlikely. It's a lot of, it's a lot of info dump for people who again, have not, yeah. don't know anything about. Sure. And I don't think Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni is very gracious to all fans. Like, I don't think he's going to just make this a total jack-off Clone Wars moment. Like, let's just wrap up every single thing that we fucking can in Clone Wars. You know what I mean? I do But who knows?
2: I don't know. It'd be interesting. Do we know if we're
1: getting a second Ahsoka season?
2: I don't know. I mean. Um, the other thing I was going to say was, um, so with Anakin's Force Ghost or whatever this is i'm hoping that we also get a canaan force ghost because canaan we see there's uh people have pointed this out there's a picture of canaan on the dashboard of the ghost yeah and it i like looking at it it looks like um oh my
1: god
2: yeah freddy prince jr
1: who else would they well but i guess what i'm saying is freddy prince jr play live action canaan
2: no 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 what i was gonna say was i i i it could have been like the cartoon Kanan since I, it's so I far thought it away did
1: t- I thought it looked like the cartoon Kanan but I mean they're probably going to make him look just like that Yeah. So. so
2: I maybe we won't but I think that would be really cool if we got mm-hmm. that also where the fuck is Zeb <laughs> where the fuck
1: is Zeb dude
2: yeah um, anything else anything else on these two episodes
1: I think Hera is going to re-recruit some people and she's going to grab Zeb and yeah I think there might be a moment where we get to see a past Kanan and maybe Hera gets to see him one more time which would be really sweet mm-hmm. and she'd be like that's your daddy yo
2: <laughs> that's your daddy-o. I think if anybody sees Force Ghost Kanan, it's probably going to be Sabine. Maybe.
1: I want Hera to see him. I but mean, that's that would make the like, most yeah. sense. But,
2: um, yeah, I don't know. But, whew.
1: I meant, like, maybe not even Force Ghost. Maybe just, like, a past moment yeah. in the world between worlds. How many more maybe episodes? Maybe we'll get a Palpatine with the purple flames screaming at him.
2: <laughs> How many more episodes before we see uh, Thrawn?
1: Oh, we're seeing him in this one. You think in the next yeah. one he shows up? To yeah, better.
2: I think I think it would make sense for like we towards need to
1: introduce e- him a little bit more because he hasn't really been a prominent. <sighs> he hasn't been a live action character. It's gonna so. be great. It's gonna mm-hmm. be fucking
2: awesome. Um, I'll yeah.
1: Love him. I have anyway. one more book to finish, uh, which I'm not gonna finish before this next episode comes out. Obviously, but why not? I'm just kidding. I, I can't. Fi- I would literally have to finish it tonight, which yeah. is not gonna happen.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. And so. started
1: because I haven't started it. So
2: anyway, um.
1: Whew, I'm tired that's a lot.
2: That was a lot. those are good those were great episodes and I just so
1: excited That
2: was a moment where I was like okay I'm kind of annoyed that there wasn't a giant episode dump but I'm also kind of uh, glad yeah
1: uh,
2: because it, I like that feeling of like anticipation of seeing what's gonna happen but so good. Anyway that is it for today's episode. We are at distant Echoes SW on Twitter and Instagram or you can find each of us individually. Cassie, where are you located in this galaxy?
1: I believe you can find me at Cassie Thulu on Instagram. And sometimes retweeting stuff on the Twitter
2: thing. Nice. The X. And I am at Awkward Comma on Twitter and uh, and on Blue Sky, but I haven't been on there uh, as much recently. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please, if you like what we're doing, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate. Those really help us out, and we'd love it if you dropped a five-star review or whatever. And be sure to check out other Glitterjaw podcasts by heading to Glitterjaw.com. We're yeah. super excited about that. Tune in next time when we interview Force Ghost Anakin and ask hard hitting questions like Do you hate ectoplasm as much as sand? Goodbye! <laughs> Goodbye!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even gonna explain that anymore. <laughs>